welcome back to episode six of what a beautiful podcast how'd we make it here i don't know maybe andy can tell me well you see you see my friend jack it's it's a big old mystery and you know (laughs) i i like to think that we are we're just like doing it you know it's it's just like there was a a hand in the sky reached out and said andy you must summon your friend jack and you must do a recap of all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and record it for some reason. This is your cross to bear for your sins. <laughs> See you in 2020 when you finish JoJoian, fucker. Oh, God. If, I, okay. I, I, I love, like, every episode we are still astonished that we make it there. But I'm just, like, trying to think of, like, like imagine if we're just, like in the middle of part six one day and just like holy crap how many episodes has it been (laughs) you're like oh my god i remember when the surprise was vampires happy 30th birthday jack (laughs) (laughs) the surprise is in five years (laughs) but uh anyway we have like literally infinite things to talk about this episode so i think we should just get right in with the uh the meat and potatoes which would be the beginning finally of battle tendency the long awaited for us beginning of battle tendency and it starts out thank christ with a beautiful panel of this old man that we know we know this old man (laughs) (laughs) and there it is glorious old speedwagon just standing there proud Literally, the first panel is him. It's just, we know this old man. And that is just great. JoJo always has that, like, bridge character. Sometimes it's really stupid, like part five. But it's always there. Like, someone is the holdover from the previous generation. (laughs) I love that. I I love Koichi in the beginning of part five. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. (laughs) He's like, oh, I guess he's a cool guy. I'm going to leave now. (laughs) I hope the plot continues. Yeah, it it has a little bit of a rough start, but it kicks in. But um, Oh, yeah, sure. But, yeah, so we're starting off real strong, like real, real strong with our boy Speedweed. Mm -hmm. And then our other friend, uh, Mr. Straits. You mean Jobber Joe? (laughs) Jobber Joe. (laughs) Good friend Jabber Joe and Speedweed. <laughs> so, Straits met up with Speedwagon so that he could um, show him this discovery that was found in a certain a certain thing in Mexico, you could say. Yeah, just a certain thing. Yeah, so it's found out that the legacy of the Stone Mask is not over yet. They, they found ruins in some, like, the nebulous Mexico that the stone mask is around it sure that's, is that's all that's all we know so far and then really excitedly 1938 exclamation mark <laughs> it just it just lightning it lightning bolts your... above the statue of liberty and the the chapter is called new york's jojo even though he's yeah. not from new york <laughs> yeah but he isn't he though he, he, be- he? he belongs to, to the, the glorious Empire State now. No, the city belongs to him. <laughs> <laughs> so we see this this giant of a man, like this seven-foot-tall meat monster, um, buy, buying some Coca-Cola. And he gets his wallet stolen by a black youth by the name of Smokey, who, has a, who I always forget has a ponytail, Andrew, or two ponytails. All sometimes right, Rocky forgets two to draw whole them. ponytails. Yeah, sometimes they're not in the scene, and that's okay. <laughs> and being that it is 1938, Smokey quickly gets picked up by another meat monster. This uh, this cop. Oh God, <laughs> the, the cop is like the most disgusting. Like he looks like Ganon. <laughs> he really does, and I like his handlebar mustache friend. He's just. <laughs> He's not. Uh, it, they're the dynamic duo over here. And these just um, these two gross, disgusting beasts just they just have it in for poor Smokey. Yeah, because yeah, it's 1938, and it's kind of a bad time to be in New York if you're a black man. Oh yeah, it's not. Youth. It's not great. 
Yeah, so he's just beating him up, roughing him up, trying to extort money out of him. And then our as-yet-unknown meat, meat man friend uh, says that he gave the wallet to Smokey and to please let his friend go. And the cop is not having any of this. <laughs> so, Oh, God, this is so gross. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, just very strong start. Very strong start. And I... Boy, oh boy, do I love Joseph's quilted pauldron coat here. It's Whatever it is he's actually wearing, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No, that's that's a constant theme. That's a <laughs> constant theme. Um, so the cop wipes some boogers on Joseph. Oh, spoiler, it's Joseph Joestar. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> Joseph, like, punches the cop in the face and then, like, rips his nose off from the inside which is cool (laughs) and then dares the other cop to shoot him with his gun which he does and joseph takes him out by using the ripple as we see on this bottle of coca-cola soda beverage that he's holding and boy they censored this in the anime and eh, I, i guess you could censor that but it hits the cop's fingertip like crushes itself like the finger like bends back on itself and yeah it's not good it's definitely not yeah. good yeah and then jo- joseph and Smokey beat feet out of there because they pretty much just like almost killed two cops so <laughs> <laughs> so like here's, make... a, here's an immediate question i don't think they ever explain how joseph like where joseph learned tom on from like he didn't he was he was born with it he was just born with it another classic yes, that, iraqi plot hole that that come that comes up later don't uh, they don't uh, i don't really consider that an explanation he's just born I, with it look i had a line in the show notes that i can't find right now but it was maybe he's born with it maybe it's hamon <laughs> and i just want you to know that i tried Okay, fair enough. I try very hard. (laughs) Um, And we end the chapter with Joseph saying that he wants to flip up some American girls' dresses. (laughs) Because, as you may have learned by now, Joseph Joestar is not a gentleman. No. He is not Jonathan. They make it very clear from the very beginning that he is the opposite of Jonathan Joestar. They both share heroic ideals, but they go about it very, very differently. Yeah, keep in mind that uh, Jonathan is Joseph's grandson, uh, grandfather. We yes. skipped a generation. George Joestar, who comes up in the story later. They tend later, to do that. And it, they skip yeah. skipping generations. Yeah, skipping generations, not really talking about it. It's like Holly. It's Holly. It's Holly. Um, so now we cut back to Jabber Joe and Speedweed. They're in this uh, Aztec indiana jones ass temple like literally a rocky saw indiana jones was like i'm gonna draw that i'm gonna draw that real good and he draws it real good like i I haven't mentioned anything about the color yet but whoever colored these like did a very good job yeah rocky's art of this like mayan temple is like very interesting very striking designs it's giger-esque yeah especially when they get to the the first shot of the of the of the uh pillar itself and it is uh it's definitely interesting an interesting design yeah and that's what they're here to here to find because they go into this main chamber and they find this pillar this column that has a man inside of it and he's surrounded by stone masks and they see like different uh hieroglyphs on the walls signifying that what the stone mask does and that the sun is uh detrimental to these these vampires because surprise it's vampires but these are like uh the ur vampires from which all other vampires come from yeah these are like he's basically like the super the super vampire the father yeah the he, father vampire yeah the ubermensch <laughs> and they figure out that he's actually alive in there that he's still like breathing he's able to respire through his skin or whatever something pseudoscience well, we'll see more of the pseudoscience in this in this part, boy, boy. <laughs> oh man. So Speedweed brought uh, Straits here to destroy the Pillar Man with the ripples, so that they could all live in peace. Um, and Straits was like, 
Oh, wait, didn't doesn't Joseph know? How, <laughs> literally says, this is sudden, but is Joseph Joestar doing well? I heard he once saved you with the ripple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, Even, just casually just dropping that mid-conversation. He tries to lampshade it. It was like, Speedway is like, why, why are you asking this now? <laughs> but suddenly we cut, like, I guess, uh, got, wait, isn't Joseph Joestar like 17 right now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like, younger than Jonathan was when the ship went down. Yeah, so I guess this was talking about like five years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so five years ago, when when Joseph was literally like a quarter of his current size, uh, their plane was hijacked with Speedwagon and jo Joseph on it, and <laughs> Joseph is just like really non-committal about being uh, held hostage on a plane because <laughs> I get, it was just the thing to do back then. He's just not amused with the whole situation at all from either side. Oh, absolutely not. He's just reading his Superman comic. Which in the anime is a bow comic, which is very good. Oh, I always love seeing that. It's definitely oh, great. Yeah. Oh yeah, David Production keeps that up with like just doing copyright free uh like Iraqi self references. <laughs> if anybody ever needs to like have learn how to make something that is totally free of copyright infringement, I think like David Production should do a seminar on that. Like are you yeah, having a problem like... with copyright strikes on YouTube? Go take a class from David Production about how to get through loopholes. Step one, find a man who has 30 years of material to work with. Self-reference that own material in a new material. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> so, long story short, the hijackers piss off Joseph Joestar and get blood on the shirt that his grandma Arina bought him and zaps the pilot, the pilot hijacker with the ripple. And the Ripple does what it does, which is everything at this point. Yeah. Um, they jump out of the plane using a seat, and the plane explodes pretty spectacularly. Like, it's that's a good plane explosion. And we're suddenly back to Jabber Joe, and he kills everyone else that uh, came in this expedition. What? Yeah, Joe's bad. a bad guy. He's, he's a bad, bad man. man. He kills uh, the two Ripple, other Ripple guys he had with him, and the two, like, uh, Indiana Jones-esque, uh, ass and esque, it's ask now, uh, people <laughs> that he brought with him, that Speed brought with him. And basically, Straits just wants to live forever, so he he wants to become, like, the, the new Dio. He wants to use the For power of the stone mask. For some reason. Yeah, he, like, he says he admired Dio back when they fought, and okay, that that wasn't foreshadowed at all, but I guess that's fine. And yeah, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, somebody needed to, needed to do a serious, like, heel turn to make, to kick the story arc, story off, so I guess it might as well have been straights. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't going to be Tom Petty. Like, Tom <laughs> Petty is long dead. Oh, yeah. And like, whew, yeah, it, again, another linking character that like goes away once the main plot gets kicked into gear. Speaking of which, Speed gets his head get kicked in. Oh, yeah, like, it's not good. It looks bad. No, it looks very bad. And then it looks not so bad later on. Yeah, it heals <laughs> which, pretty quick. Yeah, he's a fast healer. It's, Maybe it's that's speed weed, you know, he's speed, speed man. He heals speed heal, speed weed, <laughs> speed heal. <laughs> So, next chapter is called Painful News, and this is one of my favorite cover pages, because it just has Joseph Joestar wearing many so hats. So many hats. Like, how many hats can Joseph wear? And, like, where does he get A these custom-made hats that say Joe on them? And then yeah, number and 38, if you, which... If you look closely, it's actually all one hat connected by this weird metal bar oh you're right i never noticed that yeah <laughs> and it's just like it also has this guess... weird tube thing coming out of it oh, and it's like god what this this Man, this I'm... chapter cover deserves to be in a museum because there's a lot to dissect here and then on top of all that it's just like it. joseph with his purple hair and weirdly matching purple eyes in this coloring and <laughs> it's very strange 
Yeah, I mean, pur- purple is purple's a good color. Matches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never noticed that tube thing either. I guess, whatever. <laughs> All right. Painful news. So, Joseph almost gets run over by a taxi. And the taxi driver is very mad at Joseph Joestar. <laughs> but Joseph Joestar is an eight-foot-tall meat monster. So he pulls <laughs> All the of this cab stuff driver. that's happened so far has le- leads me, does not lead me to believe that JoJo has been living in New York for very long. Because he's seen, oh, no. he seems like a complete idiot. <laughs> yeah, he was probably living in one of those Dark Souls-ass towns back in uh, Victorian London. Which yeah. I guess becomes like 19th century London. Or, I don't know guess. what's going on in London in the 19th century. It, well, 20th century now. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, I always mix those up. But <laughs> here we have one of the famous lines of Battle Tendency, because Joseph pulls out the taxi driver is like, huh? Say it again? More slowly? Say it again in a language I understand. Depending on what you said, I might kick your ass. <laughs> and <laughs> the taxi driver is quickly saved by Grandma Erina, who thanks Jojo for getting a cab, and this whole happy family, which now includes Mr. Smokey, uh, who does not have his ponytails in any of these frames. Oh, wait, nope, there's one. Um, but just one. Just just one lone ponytail. Yeah, so now Smokey is folded into the Joestar clan, which, okay, that's fine. Yeah, he seems, he seems like a good kid. Yeah, so we find out that the Joestar clan has moved to New York to be with Speedwagon, who has made a name for himself as an oil magnate in New York. And you want to be closer because it is the next closest thing that they have to family. Considering that they're the only two left, as far as they know. Yeah, there, there's a whole lot of text exposition about, like, pretty much recapping Phantom Blood and what ha- like what happened to uh, Joseph's dad and that he doesn't really have a mom, that sort of thing. Yeah. They just kind of, like, gloss over it, and it's pretty clear that it's going to become a plot point later on. Yeah, it was just, like, uh, Araki's tendency to... Ha, tendency. Um, to briefly introduce a, a half-plot point and then, like, blow it up later. Yeah, so yeah, you'll see that sort of thing happen a couple different times throughout the series. Oh, absolutely. And they arrive at their destination, which is this lavish fancy ass uh italian restaurant so, i always wanted to know with, what made them want to go to this place in the in the first place like <laughs> it doesn't really seem like their kind of spot yeah i, I don't know <laughs> and immediately this uh robot spaghetti man oh, god what what do you what do you want to call this guy because i don't i don't pleasant. know he is not of this world but it, it, this no. is the second, like, immediate and, like, harsh representation of racism in the beginning of Phantom Blood. And it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, he did not, like, mince words with that. Like, he introduces Smokey and then immediately has New York take, do some shit to him. And, like, you know, it's weird. It's not, it's not great, so yeah. I'm not, not gonna dwell on it. Like, he abuses Smokey, he eats a lot of spaghetti, he's got this weird pulled-down monocle on his head. It's strange. Um, Jojo immediately takes offense, does some great poses at oh, this yeah. man, and <laughs> get just gets ready to throw down. Which he does. Which he does. And then we see why Joseph Joestar is the Grandmaster Extraordinaire. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the trick man. He's the trickster. Yeah, because he likes to call his shots, or rather <laughs> yeah. his opponent's shots. And, like, the other guy's looking for his brass knuckles, and Joseph's like, they're in the back pockets of your pants, you fucktard. <laughs> and, and what do you know? They are. I and love how just... they, uh, in the panel where he's searching for the uh, the brass knuckles, Araki made a point to, like, show the holes in his pocket that Joseph was a- That's how Joseph was able to know that there was brass knuckles in there. Oh yeah, that they just like had spikes at the end. It was very, very uh, forward thinking. Yeah, nice attention to detail sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> That's a strong sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and one of Joseph Joestar's uh, like running gags is your next line is, and then he says a line, and then his his enemy 
whoever she's gonna beat down says that line and then it's 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 very good it's very funny <laughs> he's always on top of it oh god i love him so much he is my he is my friend i love oh, this Joseph man joestar is a friend to everybody except <laughs> racist spaghetti men which this yeah. guy is unfortunately and that's why he has to get beat down so the guy tries to beat down joseph joestar with these brass knuckles just like aura auroring him just into the ground and we think that joseph is hit but what he's unhurt and somehow this man has been punching a coat rack for and half he an hour. He his hand through this coat rack. <laughs> I don't... It's really not said how this occurs, but yeah. Like, Joseph does like a ninja technique and switches with a coat rack. I'm sorry, I've been reading a lot of Naruto, but he, <laughs> he, he does jutsu and switches with this coat rack. And now the man impales himself on coat rack. The whole restaurant applauds this. Like, oh yeah, they're just like, yes, get him, just get him. We hated that guy. He sucks. Um, and then this mafia boss, like NPC, pops out. Like, oh, he's just like, yeah, week... my bad for that that guy. Like, by the way, <laughs> I heard that your friend was murdered. Oh, yeah. I what? always love this. It's just like this random mafia guy who not only is there with this weird fat spaghetti man, but also just happens to know that Speedwagon is supposedly dead. Oh, it says, uh oh, he says, I work for Mr. Speedwagon and have heard about you in London. That That's an important line that I guess I missed. We missed. Well, yeah, it's... but I just think it's funny that, uh, I, I I wonder how fast word travels in the in the 1930s from Mexico to New York. Not very fast. Like, how did <laughs> it get there? So he tells them that Speedwagon's been murdered by a man from Tibet. And who do we know who's from Tibet? Jobber Joe. Good old Jobber Joe. And we move on to the next chapter, which is Straits Ambition. Straits's ambition. <laughs> what is what is what is Straits' a- ambition to? We're to become the out. next Hokage. <laughs> While we're talking about Thank Naruto. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciated that. <laughs> so, a little bit more exposition. Just like, what? Speedwagon's dead? Yes, he's dead. What? Speedwagon is dead? And go. Uh, some more phantom blood backstory like you really don't even need to read phantom blood but uh they explain it for you anyway dio and the stone masks and some bad stuff went down yeah not great yeah and again (laughs) joseph calls a shot when the guy tries to find his cigarette lighter and then just socks him in the gut because (laughs) for some reason sad Because he, because <laughs> he's like you made you made my grandma sad by telling her some probably important news that she should hear. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> and just like gut punched him into the ceiling. And scene cut back to deep in Mexico one night earlier. <laughs> oh my god. I, just looking at this like weird Santana in the in the column, he's all mishmash. It's very funny. Oh uh, yeah, he, he's he's not looking too good. Yeah, a whole this this chapter is a lot of um, exposition about these higher life forms above humans who can't survive in sunlight, but we're trying to use the stone mask to ascend to a higher kind of life form. Surprise! Um, it's vampires. Is vampires? Oh, they're they're quote unquote vampires. <laughs> so these just like infinitely adaptable uh, proto humans that very powerful. Um, they disappeared, and it turns out this guy's been sleeping for about two thousand years. Um, and then cut back to Speedwagon and Jabber Joe. Jabber Joe uses Speedwagon's blood to activate the stone mask. And boy, oh boy, does it cut away before we see him become a vampire. It sure does. It actually just stops. Yeah, it's just like... And then we're back to Jojo and Smokey, just trying to get some damn coffee. 
but you know I'm trying to get some damn coffee and looking at padded bras and best pads yeah <laughs> for some reason hey, hey smoky check out this magazine what a a cup of the sea dollar 25 a pair we'll be fooled <laughs> you know they Araki don't really explicitly say what they're looking at in the anime because when I first saw the anime, I thought they were talking about breast implants, and I was just like, that's really funny. <laughs> oh, do they not say in the anime? That's that's even better. You don't oh see God. it. Like, in the in this manga panel, you see what they're looking at, but in the anime, you don't see it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> they're chilling in this diner, and JoJo looks outside, and Straits is just, like, emo chilling on yeah. this brick wall. He's just, like, just mugging through out. the window. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm here. I see you. I see you, Jojo. I'm a Vant-Man now. I, I'm the best Vant-Man. There'll never be a better Vant-Man. And that's when Jojo just, like, looks at him, says, like, a couple words, and just pulls this Tommy gun out of his pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> unloads <laughs> on him. As Jonathan did with the roses in 18 Who Cares, Jonathan <laughs> uh, Joseph now does with an entire Tommy gun. He just, just unloads right an entire clip in the middle of this cafe and just completely obliterates him. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> he has very poor stance firing this machine gun. He His body is at a right angle to the ground, and the Tommy gun, he's kind of just, like, hanging out with it. <laughs> it's not very stable. <laughs> uh, and... Joe's just like very mad about Speedwagon, very emotionally distraught, you could say. Oh yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and we cut back. <laughs> Rocky loves his cutbacks. We cut back to Joseph talking to Arena in a very fetching mesh tank top, which we never see again. Oh right. Oh boy. Even right now, he was experimenting with alternative fashion styles. <laughs> He was trying to bring New York to its knees with his his otherworldly get-ups. <laughs> <laughs> his otherworldly fashion sense. And at the bottom of this page, just super cool. Look it up if you can. Just <laughs> the game master superimposed <laughs> over Joseph, like, unloading this Tommy gun. Very cool. Very, very chic. And... Just so many bullets are in straights, around straights, in this cafe. Hopefully, like, this cafe was empty. I think it's, it was. It's, well, Smokey's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You just shot Should up I this fu- entire restaurant, and you just shot a guy. Are you a crazy man? Did I <laughs> sign up with a crazy man? <laughs> what have I got myself into? Crazy things, apparently. Okay, we see, like, the other other patrons off to the side they're fine <laughs> even though joseph just committed like tens of thousands of dollars in property damage <laughs> at least and my favorite line here is i hope he is a human if he is then everything is solved with me just going to prison <laughs> <laughs> which which fair enough would do it yeah that would just take care of everything yeah but we see that because Straits is the Vant Man, the best Vant Man, a very, very pretty Vant Man, uh, <laughs> that he has survived and deflected some of the bullets, and the other bullets he kind of just like drags out of his flesh. But yeah, he kind of like squeezes does... them out of him like a like a like a wet rag. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know how you wring water out of a towel, where Straits is just like wringing the bullets out of his flesh. He doesn't and care as anymore. Well, he's a vampire man now. Yeah, he he don't give a single shit, and he does this three sixty spin around and just forcibly ejects the rest of the bullets out of his abdomen. Which ten out of ten, great move. And it's next that we see the glorious return of the Space Ripper Stingy Eyes. Space Ripper Stingy Eyes Part <laughs> Two. Thank per- God. Ah, oh, what a great, what a great name. <laughs> so, Straits tries to pull the same shit that killed Jonathan, and what a be- this beautiful double-page spread of Joseph just taking it in the forehead and neck, and it's like, oh, d- is he dead? Did, did, did Jabra Joe kill him? 
Is, is that it? Uh, nope, because fighting the, dra- the Grandmaster Trickster Extraordinaire. And <laughs> I don't really know how this worked. Like, was Joseph in a mirror? Like, and Honestly, I, t- I, I don't know. I have no oh, idea. Basically, Straits thought he was shooting at Joseph. Turns out he was shooting at a mirror and the reflection and his voice. And who cares? Joseph just, like knocks him in the face with the butt of the Tommy gun. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> just like, like a club, just and tries to shoot the ripple through it because he's just a natural prodigy at the ripple. Like, thanks, thanks, Grandpa. I can use the I can use the magic chi force. Thank you. And I like that he calls him like st- he calls him this weird amalgam- amalgamation of stupid and straights. <laughs> I would love to see what the original Stupa straights looks like. Stupid straights. <laughs> Stupid straights, stupid straights. <laughs> trying to sound all cool while he's like hitting this vampire in the head with a gun. Yeah, I mean he's already pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So Joseph, Joseph decks him in the face with the ripple. The gun bends weirdly. That's just an Iraqi thing. Um, and then he tries to follow up with another ripple, just right into his face. And it's like, oh, I guess that worked. That had to have worked. Turns out it didn't work. And <laughs> because oh here's where i have maybe he's born with it maybe it's the ripple ah there's, there's that <laughs> note <laughs> turns out straits has a scarf made out of thirty thousand beetles that oh, conducts yeah. the ripple the beetle scarf <laughs> <laughs> Thirty thousand beetles died to bring us this scarf <laughs> the, for whatever reason these beetles are hamon resistant and yeah i guess think so. they'd come up later um they do not <laughs> I mean, there, there's another scarf, but like these beetles should should have been a character. Why isn't there just a man? Yeah, made why of these aren't beetles? these beetles used to the bad guy's advantage? You know, these magic it's beetles can stop the ripple. Isn't that what they want? But uh, uh, I guess not. <laughs> they don't want those beetles. They don't want to wear yeah. beetles. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> Joseph's nonplussed by this and kind of just lobs a grenade at Straits. <laughs> and just like like this quick underhand like ah, i'll guess and he pulls the pin out straights knocks it away and it, and again with the joe star secret technique of hiding things in one's own asshole uh somehow <laughs> put how many grenades 11 like grenades 11, yeah 11 st- grenades 11 grenades on straights back and worse and then straights is just like mmm like <laughs> I I think this this pant this uh squared off thing, these three panels of straights mawing, it would be a good thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. I think so. And then this is where you see his body fall apart like a broken action figure. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly like that. You see bits and bobs of him just kind of like go everywhere. And Joseph dies out of the way with Smokey in tow. And and he's horrified by what he sees. Because what he sees... Like, Andrew, do you see the Iron Giant, right? Yeah. Okay. This is like the end of the Iron Giant, but with a meat man. And he's a <laughs> shithead. <laughs> because all of the pieces of straights are like homing back into his center mass. Oh, God. Um, it's so and, gross. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we in just the middle see this, of like, this, like half reformed naked straights. Yeah, he doesn't become unnaked. He's naked forever no, now. Yeah, he's just continuingly naked. Yeah, he's and he's just like this is this is okay. This is yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm a vampire like now. Who cares? I I I'm glad you did that. <laughs> and <laughs> Joseph Joseph realizes that. Uh, Straits' legs have failed to reform quite yet, so he unleashes the second of the Joestar secret techniques and runs the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> and just just legs it, hoping to have Straits follow him for a, another uh, Grandmaster Extraordinaire act. And at, that, at this point, I think that's a good stopping point just to like because then it leads into a pretty good segment with straights 
but yeah before we, we have... go i just want to like before we move on rather i just want to like yeah, 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 yeah. i want to point out the first panel of chapter 51 where it says cold and cruel straits and just like wow what is going on with joseph's body in this like um, what is happening okay <laughs> obviously his arm is as long as his leg his arm is <laughs> as long as the entire stretch of his body <laughs> yeah okay zoom punch zoom punch zoom punch zoom. <laughs> araki is still coming to grasp grasp with the uh, anatomy of the human body at this point and it's it's a hilarious result because this is just magic in fact i might make this one the thumbnail because like this is just it's very good it's very good <laughs> but uh yeah we uh we got some we got some of this going uh, f- uh battle tendency as you can already probably tell is it definitely denser than phantom blood was so we're not gonna get through yeah, as I many chapters it. per episode but it's definitely more i still think more meaningful content per episode oh god because yeah. you know i already feel like the story is just like booming right like we're we're going and like we haven't even hit the real shit yet no we haven't even met the italian special yet yeah so we got a long way to go here but uh we had a a, a big 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 episode of the diamond is unbreakable anime this week didn't we jack we had this this is the tone changer like before, we had happy fun times. We were getting to know yeah, we are, the main cast of characters. We are and now, officially on the other that's side. That's over. Yeah. yeah, because now, so what happens? Uh, Rohan and Koichi have a little adventure. Uh, Koichi really doesn't want to go with Rohan, but he's basically guilt tripped into like helping him find a house he used to live in. Um, yeah, Rohan cause... just kind of sneaks up on him, and then is just like, "Oh, so you're not gonna come with me, even after I asked you so nice." Yeah, even after I read that, and Koichi out some of reasonably pages. like basically telling him to go fuck himself, very reasonably after what he put him through. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a pretty reasonable request. Like, no, you're yeah, creepy no. and weird. <laughs> you ate a spider in front of me. That's that's that should be a crime. So, Rohan realized Rohan and Koichi realized that there's an extra street. And that shouldn't be there that's not on any map and like any good uh plot uh development uh they decide to go down it and what happens when they go down it andrew as i say every episode of diamond is unbreakable nothing good jack <laughs> nothing good. yeah nothing great <laughs> nothing great so uh they realize that once they go down the street they're trapped in a loop like some, like that one shitty level from Paper Mario. Do you know the one I'm talking about, Andrew? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, every where you had to time go a they, certain way. Yeah, uh, every time they make a, uh, it's uh, the desert where if you go the wrong way, you get trapped. Yeah, and in Bowser's castle at the end with the fucking lights where you have to follow the light pattern. Oh, and eight right, year old right, Jack yeah. did not realize that, and he was trapped there for like two hours. <laughs> so but similar point to being, that, they're in a loop. Yeah, and. They hear a voice saying, oh, I can get you out of this loop, no problem. And they turn around, and it's a girl. They don't realize, they think she's a stand user that has trapped her, they've trapped them in the stand, which wouldn't be the first time, because Tenor Sachs from Stardust Crusaders was able to do the same kind of thing. <laughs> Very memorable. Uh, it was Kenny G, and the stand was Tenor Sachs. God bless. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so rohan breaks out the new and improved heaven's door which means he can pretty much just trace out his uh pink dark boy character from his manga in front of a person they pass out and become a facebook and then he can just do whatever he can do some weird stuff yeah because it, it, now it's just like they, i think Araki just tried to put a rohan stand powers a little like nerf him a little bit because he kind of needed it yeah tiny 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 bit (laughs) so they find out that the girl has nothing to do with this um so she wakes up um and tells them a story tells them a ghost story it's a pretty serious ghost story yeah about how there was a house in mariah that was broken into one night by a bad man a very bad man 
by a very bad man. And this girl, this girl, uh, wakes to hear a dripping sound in her house. And she's not sure what it is, not too worried. Um, she has a dog, and as long as the dog's alright, she's not worried. So she reaches under her bed, she feels the dog lick her hand. Alright, it's fine, no worries. Goes back to sleep, wakes up again, hears the dripping some more. Um, goes to investigate. Turns out, uh, it's her dog who's been uh, cut open from neck to neck. Like... Ugh. Yeah, just sliced open like a Thanksgiving ham. It's not good. And But who was under the bed? Oh, it turns out the serial killer. <laughs> turns out uh the serial killer was licking her hand and making her feel like nothing was wrong. And then the serial killer kills her as well. It's it's a good story and she realizes that Rohan and Koichi have taken it seriously, and she tries to laugh it off. It's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that was a good story. Yeah, that was a good story, wasn't it? Or was it? Because I turns have this out, mark on my back that says otherwise. Turns out it was me, and I'm a ghost, and so is my dog. And look at the blood dripping from my dog's neck. And oh god, why? Yeah. So the like the this girl and her dog who's been here uh, are both ghosts, and. This whole loop area is basically purgatory, or kind of like an like an in between layer yeah. of the real world and the astral plane. Because she will and, not, she refuses to pass on until the serial killer is brought to justice. Exactly, and it's to prove that she shows them her back, which is we we never actually see what's on her back, but apparently it's a distinctive enough wound or mark that she's been able to recognize all the other victims of this particular serial killer and have been able to tell that serial killer is still in Mariah, still murdering people. Um, and with that, she tells them the way to get out of this purgatory world. They have to go back through the way they came in, but they cannot look behind them or uh, something will get them. That's, yeah, uh, forget it's not good. I forget which Greek story this is based on, but it's the same kind of thing. Like, well, it's uh, like the the arm, like in the underworld, with the if you go into the underworld, you're dragged down by the souls of the dead. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like there's like a particular story, but same same difference. So they they walk out of there. Koichi starts to run because he hates ghosts. He is <laughs> the, people having a worse day than Koichi today. No one. Koichi has, this is the first of many bad days for him. Koichi's <laughs> been, been having nothing but bad days. That's just part four in a nutshell. It's just Koichi's the worst year of Koichi's life. <laughs> <laughs> the year of hell. Dear diary, this year I got gutted eight different times in eight different ways. <laughs> Somehow my dumbass got involved with a murder mystery. I, I, who, who am I in this mystery machine gang? Am I Scooby? <laughs> How, did I end up as Scooby? I like to think I that uh, Okiasu is Shaggy and Josuke is Scooby. Oh, that Jotaro yeah. is Fred. And um, not Koichi. a whole lot of female characters in Part Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> sure, sure ain't. Sure ain't. Jo jo Joseph is is Velma. <laughs> Joseph is Velma and Jotaro is. Daphne. <laughs> oh god but you know speaking of female characters we could actually talk about remy a little bit because yeah Araki... that's the girl's name by the way what that's the girl's name by the way because we oh, yeah. did not yeah, mention that, that, that her that's name the ghost was girl's remy. name we did not mention so that it she's, she's yeah remy. and mm -hmm. uh the thing about remy remy that i noticed uh is that any other female characters seen in jojo so far have not been like i guess the way araki draws ladies is not like the most flattering way in the universe sure sure and that's fair and like when i first saw remy i i, I was kind of uh taken aback by how reasonably she her the her design is done like she looks like a very reasonably looking teenage girl and not yeah just she just like, looks like a girl yeah and not just like a monster lady like some of the early drawings of lisa lisa 
Look, man, we're going to talk about Lisa Lisa's scaling triangle ass face later. We'll Bless get David there. Productions for uh, for making her just, just a little bit more normal looking. Yeah, just just like taking a belt sander and just like... And just like cleaning all of that off. up a little bit. Yes, thank bless david production bless you yeah but uh um, yeah so like remy is like one of the better female characters to be in jojo and even if oh, she's definitely. a ghost definitely so um, she's cool and the dog is cool too although the dog wouldn't be cooler Arnold. if it didn't have its neck cut open at all times yeah but it doesn't seem like uh too too bothered by it it's kind of like dogs don't really grasp the idea of mortality too well so yeah probably like i i don't think i've met a dog who's been able to be like oh man existential dread what's the meaning of life (laughs) no you like throw a tennis ball it's like ah shit that's fine i'm good yeah i'm good now so anyway continue our team team not joge uh try gets out of the alley koichi makes the huge error of turning around because of like remy's voice told him that it was all right turns out it was i guess the spirit of the underworld uh getting him to turn around imitating her voice and a bunch of hands bunch of ghost hands just up and grab the small small boy um just kind of try to drag him back but (laughs) because rohan is rohan he can just use heaven's door flip open koichi's facebook and make him blind which had to be horrifying. Oh god, can you imagine? Just like immediately just you're just coming blind. Can't see shit. And it's oh, just like, god. oh god. But yeah. So clearly like Rohan got a little bit of a nerf, but like not too big of a nerf because he can still do pretty much anything. Oh yeah. He can he can just da- dance with the devil in the pale moonlight all he wants. <laughs> Uh, this is a good reference for you, Andrew. I, 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 I always appreciate that reference. It's a great line. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and then he writes in, in Koichi's Facebook, get blasted backwards 20 meters or something to that effect. And then Koichi, unable to see the hands, the hands cannot grab him, and he gets blasted out of the alley to safety. And Rohan just strolls out because he can. He was not not really bothered by any of this. Yeah, Rohan's kind of a sociopath, so, like, this sort of thing kind of doesn't really phase him. Yeah, there was a point where they were stuck in the loop where he was running around and he was, like, holding Koichi like a kite and was just, like, (laughs) flying behind him. Yeah, because he kept wanting Koichi to throw Echoes up to see if anything was happening. He's just like, just do it! Just do it! do it! But it won't work! Just fucking do it! your dad! Do it! (laughs) Ugh. So they're out of the alley, out of Ghost Alley, out of Ghost World Alley, because it's the Ghost World. Uh, Remy tells them that she'll be here if they have any questions, and to wish them good luck. And then she disappears, and they see that the Ghost Street has also disappeared. But they know that if they need to, they can find it whenever. Yep, she's just hanging out. And epilogue to this chilling tale. Is Rohan going to the Mariah Cho graveyard? I guess they just have a graveyard. Uh, to search for Remy, Remy Sugimoto. I think that's her last name. I hope that's her last name. Um, to find out like when she died and how she died. And finds the gravestone. And an old man recognizes Rohan. He's like, oh, you come back, Rohan. Like, <laughs> You're here. F- oh, you know me? Yeah. You don't remember? You don't remember what happened when you were four years old? And then comes out that Rohan was at the house when Remy was murdered. And Remy uh, saved his ass. Yeah, like just threw him out the window into some bushes. And he remembers none of it. And then he realizes that it's his duty to f- catch this serial killer and make it right. So he can, like, give Remy peace in the afterlife thus completing rohan's sudden uh face turn which, yeah like, his about face yeah just immediate turn and like that's fine because he ends up being a great addition to the joge team and a great part in the whole uh saga of the second half of part four so we're glad to have him 
Oh, yeah. It's like, especially during... His interactions with Josuke are always funny because they still hate each other. Oh, God. And that's going to come to a head in one particular uh, little mini arc that I completely adore. Oh, yeah. And you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it also comes back in uh, Highway Star, like, just, like, their animosity towards each other. And, like, it's kind of... They kind of get on better after that arc, but anyway. It's all good you, good fun. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how the eagle landed, or do you t- want to talk about the uh, the Milagro man? <laughs> the what? The, that's the name of the Chiljolian chapter, the Milagro man. Oh, right, the Milagro man. All right, well, well, well we didn't even talk about uh, Kira at the end. Oh, fuck. Because that was, like, probably the best part about the whole episode. It was, like, so perfect. The car rolls up and, like, okay, so it's pretty obvious at this point that the the killer uh, to his um, Yoshikage Kira, he has, like, a hand hand fetish, and it's weird, but his whole uh, modus operandi is that he cuts off the hands of his uh, murdered women and goes on a date with the hand. Yeah, it treats the hand unsettling. as if it were the whole person, and he doesn't. Yeah, quite just kind of, kind of imagine like a more classy Ted Bundy who happens to be a stand user, and like <laughs> there's Yoshikage Kira. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ted Bundy was pretty classy, dude. That's oh yeah, awful. dude, super classy. Oh man, he's dead now. Thank God. <laughs> yep. But uh, um, anyway, so it was very well executed in the anime. I was really, really impressed. The music was great. The way the scene was set was great. And we're finally introduced to the main antagonist of part four. And yeah, it was if very, you thought it was, very well done, I think. If you thought the main antagonist was Akira Toishi, I'm sorry. You're watching the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. Uh, we've been saying this for a few weeks now, but it's gonna get real dark real fast. It got pretty dark, but it's gonna get worse. <sighs> yeah. But, great episode. Incredible. Yeah, overall, like, continuing the streak of this anime adaptation being one of, the, one of the best things ever. I love it so much. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. So before we talk about Jojolian, we'll take a quick break to talk about the uh, good old Summer Wonder Festival. Uh, if you're into uh, collecting the uh, Jojo SASs, which, fun fact about me, I am absolutely obsessed with it, mm-hmm. uh, there was some big news. And I've been, I have been referring to the this event happening as the Eagle Landing for a long time now. And I'm glad to say the Eagle finally landed with the announcement of a Gyro Zeppeli SAS figure. And I am so happy. I am so, so happy. <laughs> it's it, He looks great. Uh, it was an uncolored prototype for the time being. They also showed off um, Big Star Platinum SAS, which they showed, I think, either a year ago or at Winter Yeah, it's One been Fest. there before. And they also had like a little poster for a big uh, Jotaro SAS. And from what I mm-hmm. understand about them is that they're going to have, they're going to be just like big figures. They're going to have limited posability compared to the standard SASs, but they are going to just be big and impressive, and I'm probably going to have to own them. You're going to have to, like, like spirit more space into your room. Like, create shelves out of nothing. <laughs> I, I need a pocket dimension is what I need. <laughs> yeah, you need the Joestar secret technique pocket asshole to just, like, put all these stands <laughs> in. Because then uh, there was also the uh, painted uh, prototype for Bao, and he looks really, really good. Great looking figure. And how could we forget the uncolored prototypes of the Ruby Girls? Oh, right. Because this is this is the uh, the Ruby, uh, oh, what a Ruby podcast, Jack. <laughs> Bird in the I will never be a, a part of that podcast. podcast. I don't want to talk about the Rubes. <laughs> yeah, Andrew does not like that there are Ruby SASs, so we're not going to talk about them. But I, all the other well, SASs. Fair look enough. Cool. To be fair, I would have been more mad if Gyro didn't get announced. But since Gyro <laughs> got announced, it doesn't bother me as much because I had heard about the Ruby SASs, but there was no confirmation about Gyro, so I was very on edge about that. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. So but yeah, that was cool. They uh, also if you're into... uh, Kira's getting a reissue as well. The white Kira uh, 
unfortunately oh, not Dave, better better Kira, but the white Kira is getting a reissue. David still David Bowie Kira. Yeah. Okay, and not Kasaku Kira. All right, got it. And I Good think stuff. that was all the cool stuff. Yeah. And I mean, there's had... a lot of other cool stuff there. If you're into figures, check out One Fest. I know uh, uh, Tomopop has a pretty good, pretty okay write-up about the different sections. But there's galleries online. You can oh yeah, you can check out the Metacoast booth. Like they had some like new statue legends and all kinds of new JoJo-related stuff going on over there, and a lot of other cool stuff at One Fest. But uh, we have one more big thing to get into, and that is the new chapter of Jolian which I have always that time to of the month and I'm always looking forward to it. But, uh, we just had uh, like a bunch of months of like real ass plot development and it was only a matter of time before we, uh, kind of hit like a little bit, a uh, little, little breather. And like, that's time at me because we got ourselves, my friends, a Joshu arc coming up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because everybody's gonna... been begging for it. The fans have been begging for the return of the Joshu arc. Oh God. <laughs> Joshu, Joshu the Jobber. Oh, God. But, so uh, it's th- weird. It's really weird. I don't even know really what to think about it. Because like, th- even for Jajolian, this is weird. Yeah, even going by it page by page, it, like... It doesn't okay. really follow. The whole chapter is kind of like a mess. <laughs> so we're just going to talk basics here. Because trying to, like, parse this thing out is madness. So... <laughs> Joshu has awakened to stand at this point. Like, he can kind of use it. Um, I think it's called Nat King Cole. I think so. Yeah, and what that allows him to do uh, is create nuts and bolts on people and things. Oh, right, he can unscrew uh, people, yeah. Yeah, and, like, take like take off the nut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn it, Jack. Because <laughs> um, now I'm thinking about G-Reco and the undernut. I'm sorry. <laughs> So he takes off the nut, and whatever was attached to each other falls apart. So what we've seen so far um, is a nut and bolt on a person's wrist, and if he unscrews the nut, then that person's hand falls off. And if it's put on wrong, then it's put on wrong, and that person has a reverse hand for the rest of their life. Like, I'm sure, I think a couple people at this point have reverse hands because they ran into joshu yeah joshu's been kind of irresponsible with his stand but you know big surprise if you know yeah joshu's a (laughs) oh my god joshu joshu's done some questionable things not even questionable (laughs) he's just done some dickhead things (laughs) he's just a shitty team yep which is that's exactly what he is because he wants to buy this chapter opens with him wanting to buy some idol merch and asking his dad for money and uh, his dad gives him some money because uh, <laughs> Norske is a great dad and he loves his children. He's great. <laughs> Even He's <Joshua>. a great man. <laughs> Even Joshu. Uh, not so much Josuke because he, he was going to sell out Josuke because a fish was swimming in his liver. But. Oh, Jolian. <laughs> great manga. <laughs> So, Joshu goes to buy some idol merch. He's taking his sweet time because, you know, he's got to buy the right stuff because he's only got a little bit of money. And he wants to buy the CD and the fan poster. And what he's what is he going to do? And while he's How are you going to make a choice between those two things, man? <laughs> and while he's trying to make his decision, uh, a guy, like, cuts in front of him, buys a thing. Joshu's pissed because he's a shitty teen. Um... And then he go, and then Joshi goes up to buy his thing. Notices that the guy dropped his wallet, and again, Joshi being a shit teen, uh, gets the g- grabs the wallet, goes into the bathroom, check out what's inside. Uh, it's a couple couple bills, a cash card, and he gets out a lot of money. Oh <laughs> he yeah, steals, he steals a lot of money from this man, uh, which is to say uh, about five hundred thousand yen. Yeah, five hundred thousand yeah. yen. Which is quite a bit of dollarinos, and just goes around spending it. Except, then, twist. Yeah, he can't spend it. <laughs> yeah, this is. It's kind of like, um, Sugar Mountain. Remember Sugar Mountain? No. In uh, part Sugar seven, Mountain. where they got, or Johnny and Gyro got the uh, the corpse parts out of the, the lake, or the the spring. 
along with like gold and diamonds right. and they had to spend all that, of it yeah. or now you or, say it i remember it yeah yeah they would turn into trees um that's kind of similar to here because every time because it's basically a montage of joshi trying to spend all this money and for whatever reason he cannot like, whenever he tries to give the money to someone not only will they the, the, do they not accept it but they he ends up with more yeah and he starts to get weirded out because he knows something is really strange here, but he doesn't really care because he's getting <laughs> he's getting a lot of money today. And it's just <laughs> this one little skinny pal is like, ah, man, I'm freaking awesome today. That's basically Joshi's character in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. He's this self-aggrandizing, like, just, I hate him. I hate him so much, Andrew. <laughs> he goes but, into a movie right, theater. Like, he sucks, but like, would you have it any other way? No, he's such he's such a good heel to Josuke's uh, pureness. Right. And he goes into a movie theater, buys nine seats, and is just like, just lounging around. Like, ugh. I love that page of just him sitting in the movie theater with his own little section. Yeah, and he went. He enters the theater's lottery wins a Johnny Depp figure that a crazy man (laughs) buys off him for 3,000 American dollars. (laughs) Right, because he was going to see the Johnny Depp movie. That's the only thing they would refer to it as, like how stoked he was for the Johnny Depp movie. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's Pirates of the Caribbean 7. I don't know. (laughs) So he gets that, and then he tries to get a fancy meal, but (laughs) they don't even explain it, like... They, he gets a refund of his meal and more on top of it and he <laughs> oh god this chapter goes on you know on. what not now what? that i think about it you remember in part six where, where like jolene and the rest of them were like watching oh, a johnny yeah. depp movie it, it yeah. makes me glad to know that johnny depp survived the universe reset <laughs> <laughs> he really did and that reminds me there's the other stand in part six that was kind of like this like that gambling stand, I think it was Marilyn yeah. Manson. Yeah. Um, so he, Chashu keeps trying to spend this money, and then he ends up in debt at this club, and they break it to him that this money is from the Milagro Man. And we don't know what the Milagro Man is, but we I don't can really kind know what Milagro mad- means, but I think we're gonna find out slowly over the yeah, next. Yeah, this kind of feels like. Uh, the robbing road chapter where like s- like stuff kind of just happens like there's no active stand attack but it's something like i like this about part eight where it's just the people of mario know their town is weird like there's weird shit going on and they kind of just accept it and roll with the punches yeah and i like that it's definitely <laughs> a very different mario vibe than part four Oh, absolutely. It's still, like, a similar idea. Like, they're in this weird town, but the Mm -hmm. way that people react to it is very different. Yeah. So, these uh, nightclub, like, ruffians try to, like, beat up Joshua in this elevator. And then Nat King Cole makes an appearance, and it's not really gory, but it is kind of body horror because, boy, oh, boy, did this man's hand come off and get stuck to an elevator wall. Oh, yeah. It's not great. (laughs) No, Josh is, like, pretty good at fighting with his stand at this point for not, like, knowing how to do it. Yeah, he doesn't really do too much with it, usually, but, like, he, he definitely uh, got some shit done in this chapter. Yeah, I just noticed that he stuck these two man's uh, heads together on one bolt, so now right, they are fused. Yeah. Now, they are, now they are two men into one man. Thank God. Uh, and he's still so confused because now he's got more money because the mobsters or the nightclub people put more money in his bag somehow. So this definitely feels like a Sugar Mountain situation where like he, the original money he took out was like a stand attack in and of itself. Oh yeah, there, and, I definitely feel like there's a, there's a stand attack involved in this somehow. Yeah, and some of the people Mariah know it and they know that they have to like they can't accept the money or they will be the victim of the stand attack and that they Mm -hmm. have to give more money to whoever tries to use the money so 
the chapter kind of just ends. Yeah, it's not the most satisfying conclusion. And then, you know, Jajolian, let's wait till next month to see what happens next. Yeah, in Milagro Man Part 2. It ends with uh, Joshi buying a soda and getting, like, double the money he put in to buy the soda. Did he successfully buy the soda? No, he, he bought the soda, but it was, like, a 500 yen soda, and he got, like, uh, 1,200 yen back. Right, yeah. <laughs> so he get he gets back what he spent and more. It's it's a very strange chapter, but I guess it wouldn't be Jojolian if it wasn't. Exactly. So we'll yeah. we'll see we'll pick back up with it next month and see how Joshua is gonna get out of this little predicament. Yeah, maybe he won't. Maybe he'll be a sewer boy again. I liked when he was a sewer boy. <laughs> I liked Just when he was in off that deep the... dark hole. Fuck it off to the sewer so that the plot can continue. <laughs> yeah, it seems like whenever Joshi's not around, the plot can, like, do cool stuff. But, I don't know, maybe jo- maybe Joshi was the secret to all of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that was, so a, anyway, was a meaty episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a very jam-packed episode. We tried to get through as many things as we could. But, uh, yeah. yeah, next week will be a little bit breezier. We can go through more uh, Battle Tennessee next week. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get good and real real podcast news. Uh, what a beautiful podcast has been submitted to iTunes. So now you can search for us on your favorite RSS podcast app and like us and rate us. I guess I don't know because iTunes is a load of garbage and I hated every second I had to use it. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I guess it's a little easier to catch the podcast now. Yeah, you don't have to go to SoundCloud. SoundCloud is a very convenient service, but it definitely is easier to, uh, it's very convenient for hosting, but it's definitely easier to access the podcast through the uh, RSS setup. Oh, absolutely. And it's very convenient how it just, like, allows you, like, oh, you want an RSS thing? Here's your thing. Put it wherever you want. It was shockingly easy from the way you said it. Yeah. Uh, Now it's just to wait until someone at Apple actually listens to this podcast, which apparently they do. I really hope they listen to episode two. (laughs) (laughs) Because I did market it as an explicit comedy podcast. Explicit comedy. I I guess that's fair. Like, it's not not arts and culture. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I like to think that I am, that this is a cultured uh, talk radio show, Jack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. But anyway, boy. thanks for joining us on another another uh, splendid episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, and we will see you guys next week. See y'all around next time. Oh.